Hello, everybody. So, uh, here's the skinny. It's me, Rarar. I'm here, gonna be talking with you guys. Uh, here's the bad part. Nobody else wanted to come to the coffee chat. I said, guys, we gotta go to the coffee chat. We gotta do the coffee chat. And you know what they were like? They were like, eh, you know, I'm busy, they're not responding. So, what does that mean? That means, uh, well, I mean, we got a couple of maybes, okay? So those maybes, they maybe show up here in a little bit. We maybe got, uh, I, w I won't name names just to shame them. I I'll shame them if they don't show up. How's that? I'll shame them if they don't show up. But if they do, we'll have a better discussion because otherwise you guys are, oh, yeah, look, at we were at six people watching and then it dropped down to three people watching. They're like, oh, no, not this. Oh, please. Not just Gerard talking. Okay, look, Mitchell is, he's around. Mitchell from the MRL, he just posted in the chat. He is around. He will be coming here in just a little bit. He's just trying to wake up. He's going to do his hair. He's going to put on his makeup. And um, he'll be here as soon as possible. All right. But uh, yeah, welcome to the Monero Coffee Chat, everybody. This is a thing that we do every month. We just try to... Um, you know, get as many people on camera or over voice as possible. Obviously, this month we didn't do a great job of that. Um, but we just talk about the things that have happened this past month in Monero. What are the exciting things that are going on? Uh, what are some recent developments? What are some cool stuff? So um, hopefully when Mitchell comes on, he'll give a, a MRL, Nonsense Research Lab uh, update. And just so people can... Uh, talk about that. SGP, who normally runs these things, he could not be here today. Uh, he too busy fighting crime all last night, and uh, just can't just can't wake up. Um, and he put a lot of criminals in jail, so uh, we should be very thankful to him for that. Uh, totally understandable. Mitchell is asking, "What's the schedule? I can never remember until I wake up to the chat in fifteen minutes." So. Um, <laughs> I actually forgot the chat was this week too. Justin messaged me last night. He's like, "So Diego, uh, you can you can handle the chat because I can't be there, right?" And I'm like, "There's a chat tomorrow." Okay, uh, I think it's the last Sunday of every month. It, it should be, and I didn't put it in the revoir either, um, which because I'm there's way too much stuff. Uh, so I'm going to talk about a couple things while pe while. Uh, people get ready to go. First off, the Revoir Monero, like I mentioned already, uh, is, I, I mentioned it in passing, the Revoir Monero, if you haven't looked at it, it's, uh, let me just type it in because it's kind of stupid. Um, maybe I should change the name. Tell, let me know if you think I should change the name. Revoir stands, is Esperanto for magazine. So the Revoir-Monero.com, it's a place where we put weekly, uh, it's a little weekly newsletter where we just kind of cover um, all of the past week's happenings on Monero. Um, just, you know, anything and everything, major stuff on the Twitter, on the Reddit, on people's personal sites. And um, we just try to cover Monero news for the week. 
then we got some other stuff like stats of the blockchain and price stuff and uh, Monero Merchant of the Week, or sometimes it's a FOSS Project of the Week, or anyone who accepts Monero, we, we try to highlight them there. Uh, you should go check that out if you haven't seen that resource yet. I run that resource, and you are more than um, encouraged to give feedback and comments or things that you'd like to see on the Revoir, things that you'd like to, uh, sections you'd like to see, or news you'd like to see us cover. For the most part, we're just a link aggregation right now, but we're potentially looking into putting out our own original content, but geez, everybody knows that um, that's not really profitable these days. And if you don't know that, eh, but are we in it to make money? Who knows? Okay. The other update I want to give is DEF CON stuff. Yay, DEF CON. For those of you who don't know, Monero is going to be having a presence. Monero is going to be having a village at DEF CON this year, uh, just like we did last year. And this year they gave us a bigger room. Just one second. I'm going to type something in here because I want to be able to show you guys. Uh... You can probably hear my clicky keyboard. Um, okay. So if you go to MoneroVillage.com or .org, both of, the, both of them will take you to the same place. MoneroVillage.com. Let me just go ahead and put that in here. MoneroVillage.com. If you go to MoneroVillage.com, you'll see we have our schedule up. You know, we have our location all this kind of stuff for you to go and take a look at. If you're planning to go to DEF CON for any reason, by all means, please come on by. And we have a lot of cool stuff going on. We have representatives that are going to be talking from Kraken, from Ostiff, who helps us with like the audit process and stuff like that for that we have had for both Bulletproofs and RandomX and stuff like that. Uh, we are going to be having... Um, I have I have a list of like all the people, but go in and go on the schedule there. We got some very interesting talks. Oh yeah, Purism is going to be there talking about their new hardware phone. Um, we're going to have some really neat goodie bags. We're going to have a raffle, and the prize of the raffle is going to be absolutely. It's just it's it's going to be killer. Like you, ah, guys, I want to share it with you because I I made it. I want to share it, but I can't because it's so good. I'll share it. At DEFCON, be excited. There's like something really, really cool that I made and it's going to be given away at DEFCON. And so why should you be excited about that? Well, it will become available after DEFCON to everybody else um, on my little website that supports FOSS Project, CypherMarket.com. You know what? I, uh, you know, uh, no, I can't worry in the surprise. I can't. Okay, we'll move on. We'll move on from here. Um, what else is going to be going on? Uh, there. So last year, the Monero Village was shared space with another village. It was the um, BCOS village is what they called themselves, BCOS, which stood for Blockchain Security, uh, Blockchain Open Security Village. Uh, we have now been separated. Um, mostly both of us have been given our own space. So we are given space in one room, which is bigger, and they've been given uh, another room of their own, which is also bigger. So we kind of have are on separate spaces now. They've rebranded to just the blockchain village. Um, so it's separate from the Monero village. Where Monero is actually the only cryptocurrency that is going to be having its own presence. And it, a lot of that comes from uh, our hacker roots, you know, that we stay true to the spirit of DEF CON. And um, Michael has some really good connections 
Michael is the hardware wallet guy that's working on the Costello wallet. Um, and so he's he's the one that's been getting us into DEFCON and stuff. We we're very grateful to him for that. Uh, the Blockchain Village, though, is going to be having a... Um, a little, what are they called? When they're, a panel on privacy, of which I am going to be moderating. So I'm going to be leaving the Monero Village for a little while to go to the other hotel there in the Fluingo. And I'm going to be moderating that privacy panel. And Serang, uh, who you all know and love, is going to be a part of that panel as well. And I think there's going to be some other people from other cryptocurrency projects. And we're just going to be talking about privacy on the blockchain. I don't know if you guys are as annoyed with this little red cord as I am, but it's very annoying. Um, so I'll try to get out of my way. Uh, yeah, so that's actually really cool. And they're going to be advertising us. They're going to be trying to push people to us because last year we had a absolutely stellar location. Like you come up the escalators and we were one of the first rooms that you that you saw so we got a lot of foot traffic there this year is not we don't have as great a location like our location is not super fantastic we're next to a couple of really high profile villages that get a lot of people so they'll get traffic and hopefully we'll be able to get some of their traffic but uh in terms of just natural discoverability it's not as great as it was last year it's several orders of magnitudes worse so we're gonna have to be um doing some little active marketing um you know passing out brochures or stuff, how to get to the Monero, uh, to the Monero village. Uh, but it's going to be super cool for those of you who don't know. DEFCON is the biggest hacker convention in the world. It takes place in Las Vegas, um, August 8th through the 11th, something like that. It's a three day conference, I think four day conference. Um, if you are going to go, we recommend you check out all the things that they have there. It's a, it's massive. There's so many people that go, but by all means, come by the Monero Village. Um, take a look at what we have to offer. Uh, I think we got some pretty good stuff this year. Yeah, MoneroVillage.com. Take a look at the schedule. That's the big update. That's kind of what I've been working on this past month and a half. Just, you know, the website. I, I mean, that little website. Um, we put together some very neat little booklets like the 12 page booklets it's got our schedule on it. it's got how to use monero it's got what is monero sections um all that all that neat stuff um and a lot of those design things coming up next for me uh some ui ux work on a wallet if it's the um kind of we're working with purism um I guess, yeah, I guess we want, I want to, I'll give an update on that. So Purism wants to put Monero, a Monero wallet by default on their upcoming Librem phones. Um, so their Librem phones, for those of you who don't know, are 100% open source from software to hardware and firmware and everything in between. Every, everything's going to be open source. It's going to be preloaded with an operating system, PureOS. It's their operating system. So it's not Android and it's not iOS. Um, it's going to be a, a Linux distribution, but you'll be able to put whatever Linux distribution you want on this phone. Uh, it's it's basically your phone. You're free to do whatever you want. You're not locked into anything. Well, Purism really likes Monero. They really like that Monero is private by default. They really like that Monero's got this um, grassroots initiative aesthetic that they value so highly. And so they want to put Monero. They actually... Monero can't have partnerships, but you know they're like... Uh, we're about as close as they can get. Uh, they aren't really interested so much in things like Bitcoin because Bitcoin is not private and, you know, privacy is uh, a lot of their thing. Um, and 
uh, you know, Zcash and all these others are, are interesting to look at, but the, the lack of privacy by default in many ways mirrors what we have on the internet today in that most of my internet traffic is, uh, I mean, now that we have HTTPS, it's not quite so bad, but it's um, a lot of metadata leaks. It's pretty easy to see where I've, where I've gone, what I've done, if you have the correct resources. Um, and I have to use things like VPNs or Tor to hide. So really the internet is opt-in privacy and not privacy by default, right? And um, Zcash is a lot like that. And that's kind of what purism is trying to change. So uh, all of these things, they, you know, I, I actually have had uh, two or three different video talks with the CEO and he's really... Um, He's really big on Monero, and so they're going to be they're going to be coming to our village. And they're going to be talking about their hardware phone, and uh, you should come by and see that if you want to. But they want to integrate Monero by default, which means that any laptop that is purchased from them, any phone that is purchased from them, is going to come preloaded with a Monero wallet, which is kind of super awesome. Because um, I don't know if you guys know, but all of that preloaded bloatware, um, first of all, uh, they're going to try to minimize that and just put the absolute necessities, but that does have a good amount of discoverability. Um, if I purchase a new phone, it's got all this, like what, let's say I purchase a Samsung and it's got the Samsung play, Samsung stuff, you know, mostly I just uninstall it, but uh, I do know that it's there now. I, I do see that this stuff exists and I didn't know Samsung had offerings in this type of stuff. Uh, that's kind of, well, okay, that is what it is. But anybody who's going to be purchasing these things, Purchasing these things are probably going to be um, privacy focused anyway. And so this is going to be a great introduction point uh, for Monero for these people, uh, who I think is going to be a great match for, for all of these people. Um, and so the Monero GUI is currently not in a place that is super mobile friendly. And so me and DSC and others of the GUI, well, and me primarily in terms of UI UX, uh, I'm working on a uh, what would a good mobile um, interface look like? But it's not just what make the 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 best mobile interface for that Monero could possibly have. It has to work within the current limitations of what our GUI is and is capable of. Um, so, you know, working with DSA in terms of uh, putting something here, putting a feature here and saying, is this possible or is this, would this have to be, because it's not already in the base code, would this have to be coded from scratch, you know? Uh, so, uh, yeah, it, it's a little difficult working with an already existing application. Um, but um, currently DSC is, is working on other things with the GUI and we he will be... Um, putting more work with me here within the coming months, hopefully after DEF CON. Uh, let's read some of the comments that are here. What are the best ways for community members to support Purism plus Monero? Um, that, that is a good question. It's coming from Mitchell. Um, if you want to support this, this whole integration process, uh, actually, you know, it's, it's tough. I don't know what, what, regular people could do what what i would encourage is look through purism's uh offerings they not only have um hardware they just released kind of this whole um offering of social media where they connect they put out their versions of the new social mastodon type thing and a vpn and stuff. Uh, so look through their products and they do accept monero for all of their products. I I, I encourage people to spend monero 
a lot just because when I hear mass adoption, mass adoption, but I think everybody is holding because they don't want to miss out on money when the price goes up. Uh, those are two polar opposite things because merchants are never going to adopt if they're not going to see a return on their infrastructure building to accept cryptocurrencies. So honestly, like if we just spam purism with people who uh, purchase their products with Monero, they're going to be like, whoa, Monero is, is, is awesome. And they're going to tell their little uh, small business friends like, hey, adopting Monero is the best thing we ever did. Our sales are with Monero are through the roof and all this kind of stuff. So um, we want over the months, I guess I was a little worried that because there wasn't a whole lot of traction on this co-project moving together, um, that purism would kind of lose interest. But then when I spoke with the CEO, Todd, again, a couple of months ago, he was just as excited. He's like, yeah, we still like Monero. It's still awesome. Um, there will be a upcoming CCS potentially for DSC to be working on this purism integration and purism themselves. We're still in talks. They are willing to match community community donations up to X amount. We haven't decided what X amount is, but they're, they'd be willing to match that because, you know, that's going to be working, uh, getting that stuff working on their phone as well. Um, it's not just so someone might ask the question, well, they are a for profit company and why are we going to be raising CCS funds for something that's just going to benefit them? Well, it's not just going to benefit them because it is what we're going to be getting out of it is a UI UX, uh, an interface. Sorry, um, I'm a little scattered right now. Uh, we are going to be getting an interface that can be used for the GUI mobile on other things as well, like Android and iOS for one. Um, and a lot of the mobile groundwork, like the mobile plumbing, plumbing to uh, ensure good mobile um, compatibility is going to be laid down while working on that. So that way, hopefully porting the GUI over to Android and the iOS is going to be a lot easier. So there's a lot that Monero gets out of it as well. It's just putting a primary focus on optimization on the PureOS and Purism hardware. Um, is That's actually the reason that they're going to be matching some of those funds. So it's a win-win for everybody. All right, let's look. We got some other questions here. Would they use an official XMR wallet if there was one for mobile? Yes. So that's the idea. Uh, we would be trying to get the GUI to work. And so uh, the, the the interesting thing about the Purism hardware phone is that you you're able to plug into um, plug a micro HDMI or a mini HDMI and connect it to a monitor and it basically turns into a full-fledged desktop assuming that you have like a bluetooth keyboard and bluetooth mouth and mouse and something like that so with this in mind that it can move from a mobile interface to a desktop interface uh, we want to make the gui and i don't want to speak over them so uh, but just from my understanding speaking with them we want to make the gui kind of desktop mobile aware where it understands what kind of screen it's trying it, it is displaying on and uh, shows a different interface depending on that. So we can, in theory, just ship one GUI instead of multiple GUIs, right? A, mo a mobile version and a desktop version. We ship one GUI and it uh, launches the correct interface depending on uh, what screen it's on. So that'd be kind of neat. Yeah, the phone can run, blah, 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 blah. Just reading comments. Sorry, sure, but the problem is good. So the GUI on any smartphone OS is the ultimate goal. The first one that would be worse. So the question is, the GUI on any smartphone OS or only Purism? Sorry. Um, 
And the answer is that it would be first made for purism, but a lot of the groundwork, a lot of the foundational plumbing and stuff like that is going to be laid for eventual porting to Android and iOS. And all of this plumbing would have would have had to have been done anyways. So it's just going to be done for purism first. Um, assuming all this gets off the ground and goes exactly the way we want to, and I get my interface out the door. Um, so... Yeah, take, check out their phone. Uh, check out their stuff. It's available for pre-order right now. I think it's going to be coming out. They say it's going to be coming out this year. Um, some people think that's optimistic. They think they're still on schedule. We'll have to see where that goes. <sighs> so that's that's the... This, I, I know people have had questions about purism and, and stuff, and that's kind of been the skinny on that. So still nobody else on this coffee chat. Uh, and I don't even have coffee. So... It's it's kind of a chat with Diego, if you think about it. We should rename this. I'm going to go into and rename the name of this video after the fact. And it's going to say Diego Chat 2019-07-27. Which means that I, I technically have free reign over the content. Uh, no, 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 no. I just literally watched the 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 the, the viewer count drop from twenty three to twenty one. Uh, don't be scared. Come on back. Okay, hop back up to twenty three again. Uh, don't be scared. I won't do. Uh, I'll try not to to rant too much on on stupid topics like um, pan dulces. Oh, yeah, they're so tasty. Um, Mexican sweetbread. They're my one of my favorite things. Anyway. Da, 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 da. I've always been okay. It's just looking at comments, making sure I'm not missing anything. Um, is there anything anyone would like an update on? Is there anything like, hey, how's this been going? And I'll answer to the best of my ability. I try to do my best to be as connected with a lot of the stuff going on as possible, to be in the know, to help commu- to facilitate communications between work groups. Um, that is very uh, valuable, I think, to have where people are understanding what other people are doing. So that way we don't have as much overlap. Um, and everyone knows because it's very easy to get in your little sphere, like for the research people, they get in their little research sphere or the, the, the GUI people or people like Monero Moo who works on the, the, the CLI tools and the, um, the kind of the core of, of Monero and how it works. There's a lot, uh, that they don't know what's going on just because they do so much awesome work on, on their little sphere. So it's, it's good to have people that understand what's going on kind of everywhere, um, Somebody says, XXXX says, Rarar, that's me. I'm launching a Monero community, Capture the Flag, during DEF CON. It will feature 15, around 15 puzzles and has a scoreboard. Ooh, interesting. I, I, we have, okay. So there is going to be a Monero CTF, and I don't know if this is the one that you're referring to or if this is going to be something separate, which means we would have two. I have a feeling this might be the person that is actually doing this, this ETF uh, ours, we'll have to see. Mitchell says, oh yeah, I can send updates from the research sphere. That you could, you could, you could hop on the camera. You can come on here. You can say, hello, my name is Mitchell. And I have a really interesting, cool last name. And uh, I'm going to tell you all about the, the Monero research lab things, but um, you're not here. It's kind of one of those memes. It's like, this could be us but you're not here. So um, until then, I mean, if you really want to, you could just type them in there and I'll read them out loud for everybody. But uh, YouTube comments or not comments, YouTube chat only has 200 characters at a time. So that's going to be, that's going to be annoying. 
Okay. What else has been going on? I've been so wrapped up in DEF CON that that's kind of the only thing on my mind. Uh, a lot of us are heading out there very soon. It's it's in less than two weeks now. That's kind of cool. Um, okay. Let me, you know what? It was, it's a good resource to see what's been going on and anything I can elaborate on. The Revoir. If you go to revoir-monero.com, man, you can see all the things that have happened. Uh, this past week, the Boron Butterfly was released. A minor point release, mostly bug fixes for the previous point release. Um, this okay. This this is kind of cool. Well, the point release happening is sure it's kind of cool, but anyone and everyone is able to test for bugs. Um, from super tech savvy people to not so tech savvy people, will it be difficult for non tech savvy people? Yeah, it'll probably be a bit of a learning curve, but. Um, everyone and anyone is able to test for bugs in terms of downloading CLI tools or downloading the GUI and kind of just clicking around and trying to make sure things are working as they should. And if something does happen, you can hop on to the IRC channel Monero-dev and you can let them know and they may tell you, type in this command and see what happens or click this button and see what happens and report on, on what that is. But we actually do need a lot more people to be interested in and, uh, capable of contributing on the bug testing front because the 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 developers do the absolute best that they can but it's a limited amount of hands on deck you know uh we we get as there's only so many of them and they will they only run x amount of setups and and they're only going to encounter x amount of bugs so one of the ways that a regular person even a non-coder can get involved is by bug testing whenever there's a new release or now that we're moving into beta stuff so for those of you who don't know we hit with deterministic builds we have the ability to um uh put out some betas oh look we got we got somebody i made a mistake hey mitchell how's it going i can't hear you can you guys hear him no, you're 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 muted right now. You guys can't hear him, right? This is very strange. <laughs> um, hopefully, he'll fix that up. So let me let me finish my thought then. Uh, yeah, you can help test. You can download the betas and you can run them on your computer and you can click all of the things and see if everything works. Please do that that'd be fantastic so we can catch more bugs so we wouldn't have to do point releases like this because we caught all of the bugs haha <laughs> catching all of the bugs so funny um so mitchell's working on his audio it was working for just a minute i think everybody heard him and his lovely voice but now he is he even says having connectivity issues oh no mitchell well guys we tried we gave it the big old good college try and now he he's gone so when he comes back, we will, ta-da, we'll, we'll continue with him. For now, oh yeah, the, the Conferenza thing. For those of you who didn't go to the Conferenza, it was a fantastic time. All of the talks are available online on this channel. Actually, you can go and find all of the talks. There were some incredible, fantastic talks. Um, and first of all, you can go check those out and I encourage you to watch them. But second of all, Brandon, who some of you may know as Saray, no, they're part of the Monero Research Lab. He released a uh, kind of a breakdown of the conference. So, and oh, Mitchell's back. 
Hey, man. Am I here? Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, why does this keep freezing? No, 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 it's okay. (laughs) Well, then. One day, we'll have Mitchell uh, give us his report. But I encourage everybody to go read that breakdown of the conferenzo. Um, the long and short of it is they lost money, but it was a fantastic conference. So on a personal level, Brandon tanked a lot to his finances. But on a macro level, the world benefited from an awesome conference. He has posted a donation address to anyone who wants to help him minimize those costs. And the, the conference material was fantastic. So I encourage everybody, go track down that post, uh, find what Brandon said, and Please donate to that. We don't want him to eat those losses uh, all by himself. It was it was a really quality thing. It was a lot of fun. Um, Monero Talk has done a couple other talks on Monero with some people like Ostiff and things. Tales OS integration for the GUI just got merged. Oh, oh, okay. So there are a couple outstanding CCSs. So if you go to ccs.getmonero.org, of which I will share the link right here, right now with all you people. Uh, no, that's not what I'm trying to share. What I'm trying to share is ccs.getmonero.org. This is our community crowdfunding system. I'm pretty sure most of you know what it is. For those of you who don't, it's the way that we raise money for people. Um, Because Monero didn't take a pre-mine, we don't take a founder's reward. We didn't have an ICO. Uh, Whenever we need to do something that requires money, we crowdfund the money. So I encourage you all to go on here, click on the ideas, and scroll through all the different ideas and comment on them. For one, we can see about getting them merged. For two, oh, look, there is a funding required. World CryptoCon for Rarar and Serang. So I am Rarar and Serang is Serang. And basically, we want to go to the World CryptoCon, which is another thing in Las Vegas. Oh, my goodness, Las Vegas. Um, It's good to go to once or twice. But then when you're there all the time for conferences, because a lot of conferences go there, it's kind of sucky. But... Um, last year, I went to World CryptoCon with Daniel Kim, who is a very knowledgeable and awesome member of the community. And we basically gave us a table and we basically sat at that table for a long time uh, for all the hours that the conference was open and spoke with a ton of people about Monero. It was really, really good. And I give a report on how it went and stuff. And so t- check out that proposal. It is now open for funding. I didn't see that it was open for funding. I'm going to go put that on the Telegram and stuff like that. Telegram is Need money 90. That's you. Man, this is a big crowd we got today. Yeah, dude. I've been holding the show myself for the past. I saw saw that. I was uh, kind of asleep and Justin messaged me. And my my phone did not buzz hard enough to wake me. Uh, And I, I only found out that the coffee chat was happening. Isn't it supposed to be on Sundays? Join the club, no. dude. Like, dude, I I'm, didn't know. I'm still yesterday. so tired. Mitchell didn't know it was until yesterday. <laughs> Most of it, like, we're all, we're all kind of re- re- realizing. Usually, Justin keeps us on top of this, but, you know, he's a busy guy and he can't, he can't watch over this preschool 24 7. So, yeah. Uh, well, so at least you have somebody else, so you don't have to ramp. 
That's that's right. I can get your opinion on things. This is Need Money 90, everybody. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he is a moderator for some internet forums. Censor. Um, you can call me a censor. That's fine. It's. I mean, if we're honest, like mods are people who don't have any power in real life, so they try to pretend to have power on the digital world, exactly. and they get, they get their kicks that way. Exactly. So that's Need Money 90 in a nutshell. Uh, no, but he mods like the XMR trader. Uh, you know what, dude? Why don't... I've been talking a lot. Why don't you introduce yourself <laughs> and say what you do? I moderate a bunch of stuff in our ecosystem. Um, I'm involved in most of the discussions about what should be allowed and what shouldn't be allowed to happen uh, on our subreddits and what's allowed to be advertised, what's allowed to be talked about. Um, this is actually something that we're probably going to be discussing later in this coffee chat because there's a couple things I'd like to get your opinion on, Roar. Me? Yeah. Whoa. Well, <laughs> I'm honored. Let, let's go ahead and jump right into that because I, I'm pretty much done with the news of the past week, uh, and I shilled my uh, my community crowdfunding system, which you all should donate to. It's only thirty XMR. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, man. Let's go ahead and talk through your stuff. Ah, let's see. I need I need to wake up a second and think of the stuff I wanted to talk about because there yeah. was a lot. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Wait, where's is there anybody even chatting on the YouTube? Do people watch this show? Um, half of the comments are Mitchells, <laughs> <laughs> and but we do have twenty three people watching right now. Um, I think they're bots. Unfortunately, um, I paid for a uh, viewer count boosting. But it seems that they could only get me 22 people plus Mitchell. So that's kind of unfortunate. No, we do have a couple people watching. Um, so we have a couple people who might be interested in what you have to say. Okay. So um, uh, one of the discussions um, that I'd, I'd like to have uh, has been the rule on uh, no illegal content that goes on r slash Monero. This has admittedly been one of the more subjectively enforced rules, uh, and it's based primarily on the comfort level of the moderators. Um, when it comes to illegal content, we try to get a, a democratic voting uh, where everybody weighs in, but for the most part, every mod has veto ability based on their comfort level. Um, so it, it only like really takes one person feeling uncomfortable with the post for it to get removed. That's one of the few things that that's actually a thing for. Um, but there's a lot of threads that have been popping up recently that seem to tacitly uh, promote Monero for tax evasion. So uh, the IRS is looking into a bunch of people's uh, Bitcoin addresses. This, this has been um, one of the other moderators has been more concerned about this than I have. Uh, and I did some reading into the case law uh, when it comes to freedom of speech laws here. And it, it appears that the onus that is put on uh, whether a, a particular piece of speech is illegal would be uh, whether that speech is um, going to incite imminent lawless action. And so these these articles that mention that Bitcoin is being used to track people have not struck me as uh, stepping on the wrong side of that line. 
Um, we, we have had other posts that will advocate hiding money in Monero. Um, so I spoke with, I, I forget who I was talking with um, the other day about this. And I mean, this is, this is just such a tough thing to discuss because it's not based on what we think the law should be. It's based on what the actual law is. Um, and we, we have servers that operate in particular countries. I mean, my, my conclusion, I guess, on uh, how things should be enforced on our platforms is we have both a set of moderators and uh, a platform that a particular thing is hosted on and we need to abide by the laws governing the jurisdictions of all of the moderators uh, and for the platform that's hosted and if both of those boxes are checked i don't think that there's a problem so this, i guess this is one of my questions is are the moderators culpable in the uh content that are allowed so like on let's let's look at the the rest. so the culpable i think is the wrong question um our primary operating motive is to prevent the subreddit from getting shut down correct so the basically reddit is the only one that is culpable but they basically will have a zero tolerance policy if anyone poses any threat to their business they'll just shut it down and they don't correct. care right yes, correct. so um <clears throat> and really it's wherever the Reddit people are stationed out of. It's the law that they answer to that we have to really care for, for that particular platform. Yeah, um, well, it, where, where Reddit is hosted because they need to abide by US laws on their platform. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so, you know, you're right. <laughs> it's funny because Monero is all about kind of bringing this, this freedom that uh, people wouldn't necessarily have had or because we disagree with X amount of stuff. So it, it really doesn't matter where you fall on the line of, I believe this amount of government seizure of money is bad or morally wrong or whatever. And that can be just government taking money like in more totalitarian regimes versus some people seeing that being no different from taxing, right? <laughs> Which is uh, government taking money in another form. And so, you know, obviously we have no problem kind of promoting, well, Monero can be used to to hide money in regimes that are really bad, you know, so kind of from this, um, this perspective, we have no, yeah. uh, no, no problem talking about that and thinking that's okay. And not yeah, even, this like, is an area of active discussion. Mm -hmm. um, because as moderators, I, one of the observations that I came to after talking to someone from the subreddit is they said that we don't crack down particularly hard on people who recommend tax evasion uh, in unfavorable regimes like Venezuela. And mm. this is this has been true. Um, mm. when, when people have said, yes, you can use Monero to uh, avoid these horrible economic things that are happening, albeit legally in Venezuela, uh, as moderators, we have for the most part turned a blind eye towards that. And our, our policy is not consistent. And right. we, we need to, well, fi find a way to actually square that circle and solve the inconsistency because that does not reflect well on us as moderators. Uh, we, we need to have a consistent policy that people can look at and follow and say, yes, this is allowed and this isn't because otherwise things get gray very quickly. Oh, yeah, so so that, would, that was going to be my, my next question is do you guys need a policy and so this is i mean i i'm not in disagreement necessarily but um 
for those of you who don't know, the Monero Community Workgroup instituted a uh, code of conduct. This was maybe four or five, six months ago, and it was not a popular decision. Um, so this decision was spearheaded by Justin because he he wanted, and with my support, um, in terms of wanting uh, a code of conduct, um, just because of as a result of some bad actors that have been in the scene and in the space, and we just wanted the ability to. Uh, have like need money and 90 is saying just some consistency in in how we make decisions because a decision was made without a code of conduct and it was also not popular and so people were like well where's the line so then we put a code of conduct down and people are like well we don't like this this is we should just be able to uh this is this is too formal this is too not in the spirit of monero all this different kind of stuff it's it's too subjective well, and vague it, and it's prone to I abuse there were a couple parts of the code of conduct that were subjectively enforceable that Sure. We're not as rigid as people were comfortable with, and they, we're not as rigid as I was comfortable with even. Um, sure, and we, and we tighten those up. As the moderator. Yeah, and we tighten those up. But uh, so the question is, uh, and, and but see, like there were some people that like the, uh, the, that wanted it to be tightened up, but there were some people that didn't want it at all, right? They just they feel that it should be obvious whether somebody's trolling or not and acting in bad faith or not. And you just ban and we don't have to fall back on a piece of uh, paper. We don't have to, to escape the blame by like, Oh no, it's a piece of paper's fault. They like, we should just be able to do that kind of thing. So if the current kind of mod policy is that, um, well, if a mod feels uncomfortable with it, they can remove it. And that's kind of the go-to policy right now. Is that something that should be, kept the way that it is or is a more formalized something or other um what we're looking to move to i guess is, is i mean that that's kind of one of the questions here because what the the default is just status quo which is just what's going on right now and whether that needs to be changed my opinion uh i don't um I come from a very biased worldview and, and in the same way, it's, a, it's very similar to your bias, especially when we're looking at something like Venezuela and we just kind of shrug our shoulders and like, yeah, but we disagree with the way that I mean, they do I, things. Primarily so. the, the rule has been like risk of uh, backlash against our subreddit. And I don't yeah. think that on the global stage, Venezuela has too much power. Yeah. But then again, the rule is not phrased for backlash. The rule is phrased for illegality. And I have no interest in changing that. So, wow, that may be true though. Like, illegal, oh, like all the countries, Arctic my dude. Hello there. How's it going, man? Well, I finally found you guys. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Am Did, I muted? No, 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 no. You're here. No. I, have, have you heard what we've been talking about, or do you need a quick? Uh... Well, I heard the part about um, moderation. Mm -hmm. And also the part about um, purism. Okay, cool. So that's kind of. No, I didn't. I missed the purism part. So you've been here before me. I was yeah. trying to figure out how to log in, but the link was. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. You should. Uh, you should have messaged me. Oh, I'm not on IRC at the moment. Okay, I'm. I'm uh, that's I'll what happens. <laughs> anyway, no problem. Wait, is I this the first coffee chat after conference, or is this the this second? Is the second one. <laughs> okay. But these blend together. But to comment on Eatman's uh, comment about moderation and a choice of law, if I may, mm -hmm. um, basically, 
if you want to diversify it, you have to diversify the jurisdiction. So you'd have to have multiple different um, platforms on different, in different countries under different sets of laws. But as it stands, from what I can gather, if Reddit is based in the United States, that's the jurisdiction we need to be based on. Which is actually, from a freedom of speech uh, perspective, probably one of the better ones. So basically, yeah. it's legal in the United States. It's the speech legal in the United States would be what I would consider. Yeah, that that was a conclusion that I I came to as well. Um, it's it's primarily based on a the servers that uh, the platform is hosted on, and then b the people who are moderating it. Uh, you you can't tell somebody you can't just go here of your own volition if it's illegal. Like it's. So, so, so different than uh, moderating. So, is the question then: Is tax evasion in Venezuela illegal in the United States? Oh, that's <laughs> um, an interesting question. Is well, is advocating tax evasion in Venezuela legal in the United States? That's um, oh man. Um, is there is there is there precedent I, for this? I I I don't know. I actually kind of want to talk to a lawyer about that because well, of crime in another country. Interesting. When it comes to extradition, it gets really interesting. If you really want a fun Do you one, think the U.S. is going to extradite someone. No, no, no. We have a very well-known and supported by the Chinese government individual in Canada, pending extradition to the United States, and the question comes down. Whether or not well, the law that she broke in the United States, or allegedly broke in the United States, was that a crime in Canada? And that's going to be a very interesting legal case. Mm. And they have the money to make the case. So we're not, we're, watch that while it works through the Canadian justice system. Well, and I think we all know who I'm talking about. Yeah, so that, that's ongoing, yep. Yes, and it's an example. But the other problem you might get into is a moderator could be held liable in their own country. If they have stricter laws, I mean, from a point of view of freedom of speech, United States is probably, probably one of the best jurisdictions in the world. There are the freedoms that that are different, but if you're talking about the right to say stuff, the U.S. is probably about the strongest. There's one exception, and that would be the Convention of Technological Protection Measures. Yeah, I've been pushing the moderators in the direct. Like I, I've been sitting case law and stuff in our super secret private moderator chats that nobody else is allowed in. Oh my gosh. Uh, talk about the conspiracies because, oh God, how dare moderators organize separately? <laughs> Not on public channels. You're welcome uh, to. <laughs> oh no, you how need dare to. have yeah. private rooms and chats. <laughs> um, so I, I have been trying to uh, push case law and stuff uh, to show people that in the United States, as long as we're not inciting imminent lawless action, as the legalese goes, uh, I, I think we should be fine. Um, but we, we keep trying to nudge things in a direction that says, hey guys, tax evasion's illegal, don't recommend this. Like you, you'll notice when there's threads about the IRS and stuff, we have sticky comments at the top just to kind of push the direction of, of the discussion in uh, a compliant place. So uh, kind of something that piggybacks off of this, because it's, it's a very similar vein. One of the questions that has been uh, asked several times is, should we be moving off of something like Reddit, which is a centralized platform completely outside of our control and onto something else? Like, 
So Reddit has been known for ceremoniously or unceremoniously um, getting rid of subreddits entirely that they uh, deemed to be harmful. And these are things that, um, you know, like the Darknet Market subreddit was gone. Um, some certain activist subreddits. I, I don't follow Reddit very much because I don't like the platform, but I do know that some things have been deplatformed and people were upset. And so the question becomes, well, what if they decide that Monero is harmful or Monero can be can be bad? Maybe they'll like there's a wealth of information on this subreddit and all of this information is on a platform that we don't control. Is this something good? Is this something bad? So obviously Reddit has kind of this social aspect Strangle. where pe- yeah, pe- people don't go onto the reddit just for monero like i do like i don't go anywhere else on the reddit but uh, like they sign up to all these different ones so there's a curated list of content that's the reason they keep coming back to the website of which monero is a part so if we were to launch our own forum or whatever the case may be it's just another user login password that you have to keep track of it's just another xyz for all- most people um, so if we do add one, should it be supplementary? Should we be actively trying to push people onto that self-hosted controlled platform so we don't lose stuff? Um, and so in, in that process, I've looked at some of the open source forum software that is available, things like Discourse, which I absolutely abhor, but most people use, but it's disgusting. And Flarum, which is a newer, much prettier, cleaner interface and stuff, but it's still in beta and is... Um, but anyway, what do you think kind of that in general, this idea that um, we should be trying to move off of centralized platforms more towards our own? Well, if I may comment on that, I mean, a similar situation also true with Bitcoin Talk, because at one point Bitcoin Talk was a major um, place where a lot of Monero information was stored. I think the key is going to have to be to back up that information outside of the platform mm-hmm. um, so that it's available in another place. The problem that we have right now with most is, and I hate to say this, going to talk about social media, but social media is where email was 35 years ago mm-hmm. because it's all centralized and central service. So you need a decentralized system uh, like we have for email, where you you don't just have one platform, you can connect with any platform. And so the, but the, the next best thing is just to back the stuff up. So basically make a project out of extracting all this information, archiving it, for example, in a place like even Get Monero or whatever, and then diversify because that's intended to be public where it's stored. So I have different people in different countries uh, even on different platforms, store the information. And then you would avoid the problem that if one platform decides for whatever reason that they don't like us, then we can go somewhere else. But you don't lose the information. Right. And and there's this inherent problem that if when you do, like let's say we do get deplatformed on one place or another, there is going to be a certain percentage of people that are lost. And you really cannot get around that. And... Um, so even if we say, hey, we should, we've moved over here. First of all, if we're deplatformed, it's really hard to say we've moved over here. Please come join us. Um, but uh, a certain percentage of people won't go there. But should, I mean, if we don't have any backup plans or if we don't have any other alternatives to go to, then like there's just kind of this tizzy for a while, this buzz while everyone figures out what to do and we try to coordinate something. But if there's already something existing, they're like, well, we, we do have this other resource that you can go to. Um, 
and you know it's it's a similar question that was actually being discussed regarding okay sure um it's a similar discussion that was also being discussed about github because um for those of you who don't know github was purchased by microsoft and was it about a year ago maybe a little bit more maybe a little bit less um and so a lot of fast projects have been moving off of github and github itself is closed source um, they've been moving to something that's open core, like GitLab. Um, open core just means that the core of the software is open source, but then kind of some add-ons are freemium, um, just as a, a business model a way for them to make money. And so the initial plan was uh, to, we do have our own GitLab instance, meaning we fork that open core portion of it and uh, have an instance of that at repo.getmonero.org which you can go to right now. And the initial plan was to eventually migrate all of Monero's repositories over to that self-hosted instance. Um, but, and so currently the Monero site is over there. The CCS is hosted there. And some people have kind of moved their personal repositories over there um, as well and move off of GitHub and onto that, which is something that we own. But that's kind of, been a year ago that that was the plan and we haven't continued forward with that so the question has become do we want to continue forward with this do we want to stay on github and once again similar to the reddit the reddit similar to reddit the fact of the matter is that github there's just a lot of contributors on there it's its, its own social media site basically and so a lot of people are going to stumble upon monero and maybe contribute that wouldn't do that if we were um uh hosted basically 100% primarily on our own uh, little platform over then it doesn't matter if it's GitLab or, or Gogs or Gitia or whatever it may be, right? Uh, it's just the, the, the contributorship is going to potentially decline. The discoverability is definitely going to decline. Uh, and it's just, we don't know. So maybe, maybe people are saying we operate primarily on GitHub and mirror to our own GitLab instance or vice versa or whatever what whatever the case may be like whatever we decide to go with um uh, that's been a discussion on irc for the past little while um i'm mostly in favor of getting off of centralized platforms i like the i get off on taking power from others so <laughs> i'm just kidding but just th this idea that um we we are under the 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 thumb of of these other thing of these other people is slightly disconcerting to me for a problem for a, a project that has the ability to be as controversial as Monero does. Anyway, you were about to say something, Arctic Mine? Yes, I was. Um, basically, there, it's a lot easier to just mirror everything. Um, and, the, and what I would encourage is not just have our own, but have multiple different platforms and repos mm -hmm. where a mirror of the Monero code is stored. Uh, and some can be big, some can be small. You decentralize it that way. So you basically uh, have multiple places. If it so means that, that um, uh, GitLab is the base, sorry, GitHub is the primary one, that's okay if you mirror everything everywhere else. Mm -hmm. Because then, again, if you have the decentralization in the backup, in the fact that it's distributed. Now, some people have said that you're going to block... I don't know, was North Korea, Iran, contributors from North Korea, Iran, Syria, and I think Crimea or something. And the problem is you're going to run that into pretty well anywhere you go. If 
I would argue in most of those cases, the blocking occurs on the outside. I mean, I don't, but I mean, yes, that's, but again, if you have a decentralized backups in other places where, for example, someone who's really determined could contribute code, uh, that's possible. I think the main reason why they're blocking contributions there is because of they're afraid of our export of code, which is another issue if the cryptography cannot be exported to certain countries. And I, I suspect it's the reason that GitLab bans certain places is because they're concerned about export of code. Can I interject uh, here? Yes. Yeah. So um, when it comes to the hosting of code, I, I've got two thoughts here. The first is we, we should not be deplatforming people in countries where there's like cryptography export risk, et cetera, because as you said, we're a decentralized cryptocurrency. Um, I don't think that we would attract risk. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong here. W would it uh, put a target on our head if we explicitly created avenues for these disenfranchised developers to contribute to our code uh, because they have been removed by other platforms? Um, because if if not, I would see no issue in creating uh, a second hosted platform that mirrors our GitHub that allows them to post there, and then we can mirror the changes back to our, our main repository. Um, I am fairly strongly opposed to switching away from GitHub at the moment, despite uh, some of the issues with the freedom of speech. Uh, primarily because we're still a fairly small project. And if we want to attract developers, uh, pushing for idealism is fantastic. But right right now, I think we need to be accelerating as fast as we can. And that, that means leaning on centralized platforms, if that means that we can increase the number of people who are exposed to our project. Um, and GitHub metrics are big. Like the stars on your repo, the number of people viewing it, et cetera, will we'll push metrics and search engine optimization in a way that we can't do if we're using an alternative platform. Uh, yes, you you, you have something, uh, Artikman? Well, I mean, I think it goes to what I was saying about mirroring, um, diversifying in different places in different countries. I mean, for example, if you set a mirror in a country where there isn't that particular form of censorship, then it's possible that a person could, could go in through that route. They might censor somebody else. I mean, my favorite example, uh, sometimes censorship works like ways. If the censorship is out of phase, 100% out of phase, then what happens is if you have both of them, they cancel each other out. And a classic example would be someone like Edward Snowden, for example, in Russia. Now, Russia, by any metric, is way more repressive from a, a freedom of speech, et cetera, the United States is. But what it does is it has certain elements which are a phase. And that's why Snowden is there. Uh, and so this is the kind of questions that you need to ask. So if you're worried about something like that, they host it somewhere else in a different jurisdiction and then just mirror it. If it's contributed there, and just mirror it back. I don't see that if you deliberately go out to do it, yes, you're going to have problems. But if you simply choose to mirror in a, in a jurisdiction that doesn't have those restrictions, then that's a different story. So I think there's ways to do things. Okay. Uh, I honestly don't know how much developers will go to attract from these countries anyway. Would, would, would we ever risk a GitHub shutting us down if we, are, uh, if we have a jurisdictionally friendly mirror server uh, that is able to do business with these sanctioned areas? 
uh, host, host a mirror and then mirror their changes back to the GitHub repo. If, if we allow them an avenue to contribute to... to well, you're kind of doing an end run. That's the problem in, 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 in that respect. I mean, if you do it deliberately. And that, and and that's, that's, but are we really doing it for that purpose? If you say you're going to do it for that purpose, then yeah, I think you're going to cause a problem. A serious one, to, to be honest. But if you're simply just mirroring for diversification reasons, that's a different story. Mm. So I think if you try to split, if you so try to split the legalities, then you're going to get into trouble. Yeah, if, if we choose a jurisdiction for the servers that's friendly to Crimea, Iran, etc., uh, knowingly and allow that server to to mirror the content back to GitHub. Can we give you an example? I mean, there's nothing preventing someone in Russia from contributing. Of course. Right. Now, and let's, let's get real about this. Do you really think the Russian government is going to block Crimea? I don't think so. Call them blocking the internet in multiple countries, actually. But they're not going to block Crimea from. I don't think they can. They believe it's part of Russia. So I mean, this is what I'm saying. So if you want to mirror, you can mirror. But if you deliberately go out of your way to do that, then I think you will open all sorts of problems. And you make that the issue, then yes. So this is even moving to a separate self-hosted platform in order to allow these contributions is, is if it's it, that, that's it moving to mirroring on a self-hosted platform is going to be a problem but the second part of your comment in order to is where i see a real issue but then, well, see, see i mean this, this is, a, this is assuming need to prove intent, or do they need to prove intent can they just say you are allowing contributions from iran slash crimean developers like you we're going to throw the book at you well, it's debatable whether even the U.S. sanctions apply for for for, uh, for IT contributions. I suspect the reason they're worried about is the other way. They're worried about the the, the, the contributions going to those places. But um, but uh, I mean, you have to be debatable whether even the U.S. sanctions ban that. I haven't actually read the details, but there are exemptions, and I'm not so sure that a developer contributing code is an issue in an open source project. But see, all of this uh, is assuming that we're using GitHub as kind of the central code repository, whereas if we were to move to, instead of mirroring to an external decentralized, I mean, external self-hosted place, if we have that external self-hosted place as a uh, place of core contribution, and if we, I mean, then maybe GitHub might not be happy about us mirroring to them, but at that point, it's not too big of an issue because it doesn't matter who is contributing nobody's going to deplatform us because it's self-hosted as opposed to potentially getting deplatformed. but where are you hosting that in what country do we have any lawyers in the community on the I, mean, that's kind of, I mean i think i think we're splitting hairs here that's what i'm saying a large degree by making an issue around this okay Alrighty, we are actually two minutes over time. One guy on the chat says he has some questions. These are ongoing discussions, and if they are not issues on the meta repository, maybe they should be. Uh, but so we got some really cool insight here. We got some really cool insight here. Thank you, Arctic Mine and Need Money for for this conversation. It's actually very insightful and helps to shape my opinion about where uh, where we should be going as a as a little thingy. Um, yeah, so somebody says they have a question. Newbie, uh, please type it in the chat really quickly. Uh, we're two minutes over and people are already beginning to leave, uh, which is so sad because your question is probably very important and we, we think they should have uh, 
birthday to, to, to listen to it. We need uh, to advertise these more ahead of time. Dude, yeah, I know. No, this was my this was my bad. I've had a lot to a lot on my plate from Defcon stuff. And so this this was all my bad. I I take a hundred percent. I just got word from Monero Talk people that they don't think they'll be able to make it to this coffee chat. So just a quick update for you. Oh, all. the Monero Talk people aren't gonna make it? Darn. No. Darn. To this coffee okay. chat, as opposed to, to the conference. Shout out to Doug if you're watching, your show's awesome. <laughs> to, to the coffee chat, it, it's a joke. All right, yeah, it's so, a joke, of course. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, newbie says he'll ask it in the next session. It's a bit too long. That's totally fine. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you for Arctic Mind and Need Money for saving me on having to carry this whole thing by myself. Uh, it was a pleasure having you guys on here. Some really good discussions that we've had after you came over here. Um, for the rest of you, the last Sunday of every month is the coffee chat. This is more of a reminder to myself <laughs> so that I don't forget next time. But the last Saturday. Sunday of every month is the coffee chat. But Hope to Saturday see you guys there. I mean, the last Saturday. Yes, the last Saturday of every month. Um, everybody have a good day. Thank you for joining us. Um, we love you all. Bye-bye. Have a good morning, guys. We're at.